Welcome back to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Devitt, and with me are my two favorite people in the world, Luke Beer and Sterling Trout. How are you doing, boys? Beautiful. It is a feel-good Friday. It is happiest of Fridays. I mean, I can't think of a better way to be spending my time than talking some football, talking this college slate that we have this weekend, and some NFL football. Um, we have to address the elephant in the room of yesterday's terrible Thursday night football game. Uh, but then we learn, we get better and we move forward to the slate and we'll go from there. How's it sound? I like it. I think it's beautiful. Everything's beautiful. I'm on, I'm in a beautiful mood today. Let's get rocking. Rocking and rolling. I love it, dude. All right. Let's, let's, let's talk some, uh, Thursday night football. Beer, go ahead. You, you can let me have it. Um, I really don't. As much as I want to, I don't think you deserve it just because that's probably the worst primetime football game in the history of primetime football games. Um, Colts pulled that one about as far out of their ass as possible. Um, Denver handed them the game. I'm not going to lie. Both teams were terrible, but Russ made two critical mistakes at the end of regulation and then an OT to pretty much give the Colts a game. Um, me and Sterling had the three and a half, um, they ended up going outright. So that was kind of nice. Um, the under was as sure of a lock as any. So that was a great little squad ride with us. Um, squad ride, the CYG parlay for the night that, uh, we were right there. We had all the, the we had the recipe for success. We had the right um, picks. We were on the right way. He's got folded like a lawn chair first drive, uh, T's and P's for him. Hope he's all right. But, uh. Hope he's doing we were we were on pace to get all four there. That was that was a good little recipe we had chefed up there, but unfortunately, did come through. But you know that's just such is life. You know what I want to add on that. I never wanted to have a game end in a tie more than this one. Um, both teams, we said it. We said it last time on Wednesday. It was going to be ugly, and it yeah. It blew our expectations. <laughs> it was atrocious. So, um, yeah, kind of a waste of my night when, uh, Thursday. So, not too happy. Absolutely. You boys hit it on the nail on the head. Um, I'm a man of my word. I know when I'm, when I'm wrong. Um, I felt like I knew how that game was going to play out. I, I had a sneaky suspicion going on that I thought Denver was going to win that game like 21-7. to 7 or whatever, but the Denver Broncos' issues within the red zone continue to to keep them at fault. And if you let any competent team in the NFL within three going into the fourth, like you're, you're going to have a game, and they fumbled the bag. Uh, I, I'm no longer a believer in Russ. As an owner of him in fantasy, it's, it's, a, t- it's a tough, tough life. Um, may never start him again. Derek Carr is my dad. Denver's dead. <laughs> Denver's so dead. It's it's terrible. As a Raiders fan, it makes me very happy because I can look at it now. It's like, hey, they're no, they are not the worst team in the division, um, and they can compete with the Chargers and Chiefs. So, who cares? We're <laughs> we're looking good. Um, but I was wrong with Denver minus three and a half, and I'm okay to admit that because of how terrible Denver played. Um, it's not my fault. 
Denver's just really bad. Um, the best part I think that came out of, uh, of last night, if anything good came out of that, was definitely Twitter. I was rolling the whole game. It was awesome. Um, shout out Scott Hansen from Red Zone. He was tweeting out some bangers. Um, <laughs> that was the only thing. Yeah, let's uh, switch to another going. game here. Yeah. It was the only, it was the Dude, only thing that was keeping me going. Like, a guy's a legend. I mean, that's, yeah, and uh, kudos to you two for uh, the successful, correct player props. Um, Sutton, I was, again, like you said, Devin, uh, I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was very doubtful on Sutton. He's a dog. Um, just because I didn't trust the offensive performance, um, but Russ came through with that, and Sutton came through with that. Um, Sterling, phenomenal sleeper pick, and Alec Pierce. That kid breaking his rushing yards by 50-plus, almost, or I think it was about 50. Dude's a dog. He's a legitimate need to look at him in Indy because until Pittman can figure out how to break a one-on-one coverage, um, Alec Pierce is going to be a guy in Indy for a while. Props to Sterling yeah, with the Stephon Gilmore part too. You threw that in. You threw that in uh, on Thursday, and I said I don't care. I, I should care. He is a former Defensive Player of the Year, um, but Colton Sutton was going to get sixty-four and a half regardless of how good Stephon Gilmore was. But I do want to give you props for. Um, making that be known, he he's still Stephen he's still game. really good. He had a great game. He was he was he was pretty good. Um, that first first I want to say second quarter too. He was he had the locks on uh, Corlin. So I don't know. I thought it was just going to be that like the whole game, but um, good for Sun. At least there's some hope there for the Denver offense. I feel like there's there will, optimism. There will always be a hope in Denver for the amount of weapons they have. It just hurts that they don't have. Javante for the rest of the season, but I mean, if if Judy is somewhat productive and Corbin Sutton is somewhat productive, then they should be really, really good. You're, you're, that offense being terrible with Russ is just like Richard Sermon said in the post game is really letting down that Denver defense. That Denver defense is legit. They are so good. I I'm I'm so high on Patrick Sertan and those boys. They're great. Um, that offense needs to be able to put up. 21 points, and that team can be very well in the playoffs, but they can't score in the red zone. And I think that's uh, that's the story with Denver moving on this year. Um, if Hackett and Russ don't figure it out, then they're screwed. I agree. And then looking on the Colts side of that, uh, Matt Ryan, what he's the abuse he's suffering in the pocket is elder abuse. I mean, for me, the Colts have the highest paid O-line in the league. They are the worst O-line in the league. They cannot – I mean, Frank Reich's shifted the entire – starting O-line probably two or three times. And even Quentin Nelson, who is arguably the best player in his position, um, has not played well to start this season. And I don't know what Indy's going to do about that because when Matt Ryan's got time, he's not bad. And then we saw him right at the end of uh, the first half and at the end of regulation, when the Colts are moving and they're just rushing the ball and they just get plays off, they can move down the field. Yeah, But they just have too much time. Matt Ryan is... Now, I think 11 fumbles or something crazy. Yeah. Um, last night, there were a total of six fumbles, uh, and none of them were recovered by the other team. It was recovered by the fumbling team. Um, I mean, you couldn't have had a worse display of offense on each side. Um, so even though the Colts came out with a win on this, I am not taking this at face value because they played horrendously and got a win that neither team, frankly, deserved. I just wanted to add some fantasy here. 
Um, don't want to get too far into it, but if you have that Ryan rostered, put him on waiver. Uh, just add him back on the waiver wire because until he proves yeah. you, yeah, until he proves fantasy manager, managers right that he's worthy of a start or even a bench spot, he's just uh, waiting to get sacked back there every time. Um, we've seen it now four weeks, five weeks in a row. So there's that. Um, no hope for Matt Ryan. Sorry, Beer. I know. <laughs> and if that old line doesn't get solid, that old man is going to get snapped like a toothpick in the pocket every time. I can't believe that that man was able to throw two picks in that game and they still covered. I, I was wrong in that. Of... But that's that was the kind of game that we got on Thursday, and I was very upset about it. But the good news is that we have quite a few good games that we have on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so this slate scares me, man. I'm I'm very excited for what you boys have in store for your fast four for the college slate because mine's looking a little ugly, but I I like three of the four. I do like three of the four. Beer, do you want to start us off for what you got for your fast for your first fast four of the college slate? All right. So to start with the fast four for. College football. I believe Devitt and I are on the same page with this because we briefly talked uh, last night about it. Um, I really like Kansas plus seven at home against TCU with college game day on site. I think that even though TCU has had a good run, um, TCU in their last 13 against Kansas are three and 10 against the spread. For some reason, Kansas has got... TCU's number on speed dial, and they know how to play them. And they're playing at home. They're a touchdown underdog. Um, I just I like Kansas in this spot. Nothing really much else to it. I think TCU is, even though they've been playing really well, they're coming into a probably the best environment this Kansas football team has ever seen because I know that place is going to be rocking since they actually have a good football program for probably like the first time ever. So. I mean, I I couldn't like Kansas plus seven more, especially with game day and everything else going on. That's a great pick. I didn't, you know, I should have thought of that and I didn't. But they're, I, they're, I might I might just ride that. They're on my fast. They're on my fast four as well. I do have Kansas plus seven. Like Beer said, uh, it's their first college game day experience that they have in Kansas. Um, it's going to be a high scoring affair. If if anything, if you don't love Kansas plus seven, then if you don't want to bet the spread then I would take the over. Right now, I believe it's sitting at 69.5, and I don't care. It's uh, that There's going to be a lot of points. <laughs> that's so I mean, that's, col- that's college football. The, the, that is college football. The narrative that college football is better than NFL football are for games like this because when college football is bad, it can still be fun because there's going to be a lot of points scored if this game is ugly. Um. So I, I I like it. I do love uh, Kansas plus seven at home. Uh, I think they're, uh, that crowd's going to be electric. They're, they've sold out for three games in a row for the first time, like, ever uh, for Kansas football. So I, I, I like them. I think that's a fun pick. Uh, I'm running with the beer. Yeah, you, guys um, you know what? I'm really, really liking uh, – I mean, they're favored, but – Kentucky money line over South Carolina. Interesting. Uh, really liking it. 
I would even go spread there. Um, but Kentucky just they they've played well. Um, great QB back there, and yeah, I'm not going to throw too many stats out there for either um, for college because I'm I'm not too in depth. I'm not looking too in depth with them. Um, I do know surface area stuff with college football, and I like Kentucky big time. What's the spread? I had. That one six know, and a half because I had is it? I had Kentucky six and a half on my fast four. Nice. I really like them at home. Six and a half on the hook is perfect. I think. I mean, they're playing South Carolina. I think Spencer Rattler is a fraud. He is a fraud. Um, as I think Devin, I don't remember verbatim what you said, but he had like the biggest plummet in draft stock in probably college history. I mean, that dude was projected first overall, and now he's probably undrafted. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I we've mean, ever seen a South Carolina's prospect been, drop like him. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina just hasn't been good. And I like this after a really tough game Kentucky had last week against Ole Miss. Um, I think this is a good bounce-back spot for Kentucky. They're playing at home against a crappy South Carolina team. Um, I love Sterling's pick, but I'm going to take them on the 6.5 because I think this this could be a good spot for them to win by easily a touchdown. Fun. Better value there, too. Very cool. Um, my next, my next pick in my fast four. Um, I really love Texas minus eight in the Red River matchup. I do the Red River showdown. Oklahoma awesome. has won nine of the last ten Red, Red River matchups, but Texas has not had Quinn Ewers in nine of those ten matchups. <laughs> I, uh, Quinn Ewers is the is legit. He's back. Um, it's going to be played in a neutral site, so that's that's a bit of a factor. It's not as much in college football, but I mean, it's still a neutral site game. So I'm uh, uh, to know. Where's it played? Uh, I'm not sure, but it is a neutral site game. It's in Texas. Um, Texas is four one against the spread this year. Um, Oklahoma's only two and three. Oklahoma's been struggling this year, to say the least. Um. If Quinn Ewers is back, uh, we saw what he did against a very legit Bama team. Um, I don't see why uh, he can't cover eight against kind of a sorry Oklahoma squad. They're really missing Lincoln Riley's leadership. Um, I like Texas minus minus eight. Oh, it's in Dallas? I I feel good about it. I I like Texas minus eight in this. I do. I think this is the turning point in that Red River rivalry. Oregon or Oklahoma's been terrible lately too. I don't. They've been every game they've been favored in by a touchdown. They've lost outright by a lot. They have not been well lately. They're falling off the wagon here. Yeah, they're two or three against the spread this year. Texas is something is something is telling me that this is going to be a close game for whatever reason. I just feel like it's it's a big game. Um, Oklahoma, yeah, they lack the leadership. They haven't been playing well, but. It is Oklahoma. They do got some some ball players out there, so I think it they'll make it close. Um, and we'll see. Prove me wrong, please, because I do like Texas a lot. Do you have Oklahoma in your fast four or no? I do. Yeah. You do have Oklahoma in your fast four. I do. Yes. Oh, Covering the first head to head. Yes. There we go. This is Please. this is what it's all about. I'm only two and two right. in the NCAA slate, so I mean, you could very well be right. I mean, historically, Oklahoma has been the better team for a long time, but I mean, this year, I feel like it is different. Personally, yeah. Um, 
and I, I want to say we should probably confirm this real quick, but last time I checked FanDuel, it was at uh, seven and a half, um, and then you said eight. I uh, when I checked when I was making my fast forward earlier today, it was at eight. I don't know if it's at seven and a half. It is now there. seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. Well, feel I feel I feel better about Texas. At half points, <laughs> kind of big. I mean, it's not as big in college, but if it's going in Oklahoma's direction, yeah. But still. I like Texas minus eight. We'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, Beer, do you have a third fast forward for college site? Yes, I do. And this is where y'all are going to get mad at me for this, but uh, I am once again. Don't throw out the Falcons. Riding with the Air Force Falcons. Oh, you're killing me. They are minus ten and a half at Utah State. You're just asking for it, man. And. Air Force currently has a top five rush offense in the country. Uh, Utah State is 117th in rush defense. Um, Falcons are due for a blowout game after screwing me over last week. I still love the Falcons. I love the triple option. I love how those boys are running the ball. Uh, Feed me 10.5. I hate the Veer. Against the Mormons in Utah State. It's it's the real football. But I hate the beer, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> I have one question for you, beer. Do you know your record when you take Air Force? <laughs> oh, one. Oh, and That's one. why they owe me. There you go. Okay. Air Force screwed That's me last week, and they owe me this week. He's due. The Air Force Falcons are That's all due. I need to know. Air Force Falcons are going to come through this week, and I am at least. 64% confident in that statement. Do you know Air Force's record against the spread this year or no? I believe they are, what is this, week six? So Five. three and two. Two and two, maybe? Okay. I'll double check. I don't remember. Stillian, do you want to give us your third of your fast four? Yeah. Um, call me crazy. I'm taking uh, UCLA to cover against Utah. Uh, really like that. You're insane. Ooh, I, I love know. that. You're insane. Said, Call me crazy. Call me crazy. <laughs> you know, they, did, they did have – UW did come back in that game. That is worrisome defensively for UCLA, but this is a Pac-12 matchup. Um, it's it's going to be a little while. I'm going to take them by uh, three and a half. Three and a half, Utah – or uh, UCLA. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this is a great segue into my into my third pick. I have the Utah Utes minus three and a half. Utes! I took... Uh, all right, I don't hate your pick. You, like I said last week, I rode with UCLA, UCLA last week against a really good Washington squad. Uh, UCLA's legit. They should be a top 25 squad, and they are. But Utah is really, really good. I made the mistake last week, and we were about getting better on this pod. I made the mistake last week of taking my beloved Oregon State Beavers against Utah to cover. And Oregon State's a good squad, too. But Utah is able to put up points, man. Um, Outside of a week one loss against Florida, Utah would be right right there with with USC, in my opinion, in the Pac-12. They are, they are really good. Their offense is awesome. Um, I love watching them play. They're legit. They beat the crap out of Oregon State last week. Um, I like them minus three and a half against UCLA. I don't think UCLA can have 
two really quality wins back-to-back inside the Pac-12. So I I like Utah here. I think they're going to win the Pac-12. Well, maybe not win the Pac-12, but they'll be right there with USC. Um, I like uh, I, I Utah. It. I like Utah here, minus three and a half. I'm, I buy into uh, Utah-USC to lead the Pac-12 for sure, and that's going to be a big toss-up there come into the season. There was just something about watching UCLA in that second half against Washington last week. Um, they just made a, they just made a, 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 a few errors in that second half that let you, uh, Utah like get back in that game. I mean Utah was a, uh, I mean UCLA was a home favorite in that game, and they kind of they it kind of got close there in the fourth quarter. And if they make those kind of same mistakes against a Utah squad, it, there's no looking back. Utah can capitalize off of mistakes. Um, I, th- I think they can cover three and a half on the road, personally. But hey, it's it's head to head week uh, with me and Sterling, and I love it. It's great. Yeah, you guys are two for two on going head to head, and I'm loving this. It's awesome. It might it might be. Uh... A third one too. Nah, I, there's no way you have the same game as I do on the on the fourth one. Those were the, I already announced three games that I actually do like this week. The fourth one's just for fun. <clears throat> you threw in there because you needed a fourth. Essentially. Sweet. I want to hear Beer's fourth though. I do too. All right, my last for the fast four. Uh, I like the University of North Carolina plus three and a half. At the Hurricanes. Wow. Tomorrow. I, after Miami's horrendous performance and getting blown out by Middle Tennessee, um, I think that this is going to be a pretty pretty good matchup. Um, I like I just like Carolina a little better. I think the three and a half, I think it'll be a close game. I think it's, most places still have it as like a toss-up of who's going to win this game, so I think it's going to be close. Um and I'm just going to take the home uh, the underdog in this one, um, just because I maybe Miami bounces back this week, but they already weren't great to start the season, and then after that, absolutely horrific loss. Um, they're kind of looking like ASU on the East Coast, so I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Carolina, the Tar Heels, with three and a half for my last of the four. Interesting. That, compa- that comparison with ASU, spot on. Spot on. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. I like the analysis. Good pick. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, for me, uh, I have two games, and I'm, I'm undecided in which one I'm going to ride with. I got Boston College plus twenty and a half, or Oregon State money line at Stanford. They got their shit knocked in last week. Come back. Let's do this. I believe in them. I'd never believe in Oregon State, but there's just no way they're going to get embarrassed. Again. I love Oregon State, too. I really do. I, I couldn't the take them this week. I'd say go the Beavs in between those two, but I was going to throw in Boston College at 20 and a half as my honorable mention for this college fast forward just because it's Clemson, who was my only win last week, but barely covered. Um, they're going into Boston College, who came off a great upset against Louisville last week, um, and this is the Red Bandana game which is one of the greatest stories in college football. Um, give me the Boston College Eagles 20 and a half as my honorable mention. Not an official Just play. So, but... Not an official play, but uh, we like Boston I College. definitely don't hate that. I like BC in this matchup. Let's see. Uh, I don't believe in Clemson. I just don't. 
off of zero research, I'm on the opposite end personally for that. I, I, I do actually believe in Clemson a little bit. Um, I like their offense a little bit. I do. Um, I, I uh, OJ, right? That's uh, their quarterback, or am I wrong? DJ. 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 Um, he's redeemed himself a little bit for me this year. I, I like him a little bit. Um, against Boston College? I mean, dude, what has Boston College done this year that's, that's made you think that they can compete with Clemson? The Louisville upset. All right. That's the only thing. With zero research into it, I, my initial thought is like Clemson can cover that because I've seen that. Also, I can't go past. against BC in the red bandana game. Okay. Can't do it. Fair enough. All yields on an honorable mention. Even though pretty much every other week I'm going to take Clemson because I love Clemson this season. But in this matchup, mm-mm. give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Honorable mention, not official. My uh, last, my last fast four pick. Um, shout out my brother and my uh, and my mom and dad. They're currently at San Diego State for Parent Weekend. So I threw in for my last pick, San Diego State minus twenty two and a half against possibly the worst team in college football, Hawaii. Uh, San Diego State may not be able to put up twenty two and a half points, but Hawaii is really, really, <laughs> really, really bad. Um, so. Uh, there's going to be a packed crowd for a San Diego State team. It's going to be hot. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, I could see some offense in San Diego State actually covering. So I thought I thought I'd throw that one in there. Uh, Going to be rowdy, packed house. Hawaii stinks. That one's a pick with the heart, but I respect. The it's a pick with the heart. Logic behind it too. That's how my uh, that's how my NCAA picks have gone so far. Oregon State I'm was my pick with the heart last week. SDSU is my pick with the heart this week. I, they're they're gonna let. I feel like they're gonna let me down. Um, I w- I wouldn't pick them in any other uh, circumstance, but you know, shout out, little bro. You know, they're gonna. Feel I have the one game that was. Oh, they're gonna fill the energy with the parents there too. That's yeah. the only time they're gonna have a packed crowd. It's rowdy. This no, that, it's gonna be it's rocking with the Aztecs. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun. Board. It's a fun yeah, fun atmosphere. Go Aztecs. Um, one other game I wanted to ask you all about. I don't have a. This one was a toss-up. I couldn't come up with a decision in my mind, but this one is a big game this weekend I want to look at. Uh, It's BYU versus Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Uh, It's a Shamrock Series in the desert for Notre Dame. Um, As a Notre Dame fan, I don't understand why Notre Dame's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against a ranked BYU team who has proven themselves to be good. Everything, Um, But this feels like one of the biggest traps of all time. Yeah, exactly my point I was going to make. (laughs) <laughs> Everything that I looked at that game was like I, I should just the best bet here is just not to place any bet. It, it was it, mm-hmm. there's just no point. It makes no sense. Like it, it should a hundred percent be BYU. I will, like yeah, I don't should. get it. But I mean that's, I think, that's a trap game and a half has to be. Yeah, because I read it opened um, whenever it first came out on the sports books. It opened at BYU plus ten, and then. That much that money came like on Notre Dame. Week one or week two, and then now it's down to three and a half. Whew. I think that was just either money or otherwise. But, yeah, I wanted, I really wanted to take that game because I'm going to be watching that tomorrow, and I really want the Irish to win this game. Um, but this is the biggest trap of I don't know what. Because, um, I mean, it's basically going to be a home game for BYU. They're a hell of a lot closer to Utah than northern Indiana than yeah. Vegas. So 
do math, but yeah, trap game. I just wanted y'all's opinion because I was staring I at it for like twenty minutes today, and I I wanted to take a side, but I just couldn't do it. Sterling, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was thinking the same thing, beer, and uh, I looked at it not for twenty minutes, but for a solid one minute, and I was like, no. <laughs> No, I don't blame you. Just, just that was just the Irish fan of me being like, I got to do something with this. So I was just being real stubborn about it. But yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. Well, well, speaking of trap games, I feel like this is a perfect segue into our NFL slate because all boy howdy, boy howdy, are there a lot of them (laughs) this week? I feel like a fool in every single pick I've taken. But I mean, I don't like any of these NFL <laughs> games, dude. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I really I don't, don't. I don't like a lot of them either. But I mean, we got to pick four, and we got to see how we do against the spread. Vegas wins for a reason, so we're just seeing how how okay we do. I, I don't feel like I'm, I have another three zero in one week in me, but we'll see. I'm definitely I'm feeling a negative week this week. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. This is all a trap to me. I don't. I don't like any of these games on Sunday. Sterling, are there any that you have an eye on that you actually do really like? Not really like. Um, let's just say this: I have. I only have out one. Of the sixteen games, I have five that are, in my opinion, are favored spread wise. Um, so that means the rest of them I have as underdogs covering, um, and. Just so happens I have three of them that uh, I'm pretty strong about. And he's love with the dogs. I'm going uh, with the dogs this week. That's it's a good take right now. I think Tom Brady kind of hit the nail on the head in that presser this week. There's been a lot of mediocre football in the NFL, and if you're getting points right now, why not take them? I mean, it's 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 been bad. It's hard to pick against the spread this week. It, there's a lot of trap games here. Yeah. And just to kick us off, too, um, this is a, a little controversial, but I think I think the Cardinals are going to snap the Eagles' little undefeated Ooh. season thing. Is that an official wow. pick? Is that the is that what we're leading off with here? That is my official pick. That you have Cardinal spread first. Wow, what's the what's the spread right now? Six and a half at home. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half at home. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I just. I don't know. I think uh, it'll be close. I think it's going to be very close. And you look at the Cardinals, not a lot of people have their eyes on them. I'm not a big Cardinals fan at all. I usually I love the Cardinals. But. Love the birds. Love the birds? Yeah, not me. Sorry. Uh, this week, yes. Um, Eagles, they're, yeah, they're great. Their secondary is great. Darius Slay's an absolute dog. He's going to take out. Um, who the hell did we have? Marquise. Number one. Marquise, yeah. Uh, don't see a lot of Marquise. Could see a little bit of Rondell Moore if he's uh, if he's playing officially. Um, yeah, I mean, Cardinals could go to work tomorrow or Sunday. I, I do see it happening. Beer, what was your first pick for your fast one, Marco? Um, quick comment on Sterling's pick. I looked at that heavy. Um, I wanted to take that one, but I just don't trust the Cardinals in – State Farm Stadium, they've lost like nine straight there, I think, now. But I do agree, I think it'll be close, so I don't hate your pick. I kind of like it, because I was really torn up on it. But! I also agree. Uh, thank you uh, thank you for throwing that away. Um, same same reasons as beer. 
um, I do think that it would be close. I looked at that game for about as long as Beer looked at Notre Dame. Um, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, they couldn't. The, if I had an honorable mention this week, that would be my honorable mention. I think uh, the Cardinals can cover that. Um, Eagles are really good, though. So, you know, and Cardinals haven't played good at home. I like that. All right. So my first of the four for the NFL slate. I God, I already hate these. My first that I'm going to take for my four is the Seattle Seahawks getting five and a half in New Orleans. We got Red Rocket, Andy Dalton back behind center this week because Jameis is at. I don't know if Kamara's back. I don't know if Michael Thomas is back. Um, I think that Geno is playing the best ball of his career right now. Um, and Andy, Andy Dalton looked okay over in London last week. Um, but I just, I'm, I mean, Seattle getting five and a half points in this kind of a matchup. I really like it. Um, I'm just going to keep riding with Gino cause I think he's, he's playing, like I said, the best ball of his career. Um, it's still iffy cause I mean, both these teams have been really hot and cold. Um, so I don't really know. For sure, but I wanted to go on the Seattle side of that. So Seattle five and a half is my first. I did want to add real quick, Michael Thomas is going to be out. Their number one option is more than likely going to be Olave, and he has a little, has a tough matchup with that secondary. Uh, Seattle ranks seventh in the league against receivers, so it's going to be a little tough to, to drive down the field. There will be a lot of uh, running back play. Um yeah, I I don't know. I I do like Seattle though. Sterling, what's your first? Or no, Dev, it's your first because we already got Sterling's first. Uh, my first for the NFL slate. I'm riding with Bucks minus ten. Wow. I re- I I don't feel good about it. The only thing that's keeping me through it is that Tom is extremely good against Atlanta, and he's covered against Atlanta numerous times in his career. Uh, I believe Tom is 10-0 in his career against Atlanta. Um, and Mariota having to go against that really legit Bucks defense is just not a good recipe for success. Uh, Kyle Pitts is out too, so if Kadarius Hodge is in, they're going to be running the ball. Drake London's going to be swarmed on that defense uh unless Cordell Patterson has like 300 total yards in this game I don't see them covering um is he still out or is he in this game he's out he's out Cordell Patterson's out too yeah so uh oh my goodness yeah oh then even better that makes me that makes me hate your pick less I don't I don't hate that yeah then there uh I, I then I don't see it in any regard the bucks minus 10 I think that's uh I think that's fair uh, it's it's a lot of points from the NFL, but I mean this is kind of a do or die week for Tom. Um, last two weeks haven't looked great. Uh, this is definitely one of those bounce back games against a weaker divisional opponent that Tom has done so many times in his career. He's the goat. I feel like he can cover ten. Tom also. I mean, has... this is the fresh divorce game. Yeah, yeah. That that's one point to throw to throw out uh, there. His the Twitter bio only Tom. says football now. Uh, He's in. He's ready to go. But he also has Evans and Godwin this week, which is super, super good for him. 
he's uh he's gonna feel a little bit more relieved back there. Um, actually going to some some notable guys. So, I think he had them both last week, didn't he? No, didn't he have them both last week? Evans was suspended. Mm, not last week. Am I? You know they played Kansas City and got smoked. Uh, they yeah. had ever they had him and then uh, Godwin got hurt like first half again. They they were right. They both played last week. I'm ninety percent sure that Evans and Godwin both played this week. They did. Godwin. Godwin did too. I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah, he played, but then he got hurt again. From I think there was something where he was running a slant route to the sideline and got smacked and hobbled off again. But another week removed from injury should should bode well for Tom, regardless. Yeah, they should. Either way, you're right. They should all be in, and with Tom Brady fighting off a divorce and Mariota missing a couple offensive weapons, even though he didn't use Pitts at all, which pisses me off. And don't don't talk to me about Kyle I, Pitts, dude. I actually have him in fantasy, so. Don't want to hear about mm. it. Well, then you just keep playing him, and then when you lose, you can blame Kyle Pitts. I blame him every week. How, I just didn't know how a lot of people didn't see it coming with Kyle Pitts. And George Kittle. Two guys just stay away from him. Tight end. I call George Kittle George Shittle for a reason. I am not on the hype train with that guy. No, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys on both of those points. But All right, let's keep the NFL slate moving along. Beer? Sterling, what's your two? Sterling. What do we got? Yeah. Um, I do. <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, I'm going to go for an over here in uh, Lions-Patriots. That's not how this works, my boy. Shit. Um, I mean, it could. I, I mean, it's it's one of my I don't hate picks. that. If we're, if we're doing uh, a fast four good pick, I feel that one's a good pick, but we just want to go spread money line. I like Brown's money line. Okay. Fair enough. Brown's money line. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some, I don't really have too much to back it. Uh, I just I, – I like the Browns this week. I don't know. It's kind of like one of those uh, trust me, bro, games. <laughs> okay. Hey, trust in your guts. Name of the pop, hey, bro. Hey, trust, I'm trusting my gut. Browns. Browns. Um, kind of going off, or not really going off that. My number two for the fast four, I kind of hate it again. Um, I'm going to be rocking with Miami getting minus three against the Jets. Um, I liked what I saw out of Bridgewater last week after Tua got sniped mid-game. Um, I think that Bridgewater is probably one of the best backups in the league right now. Um, I like what he's able to do. I think he's going to be more prepared coming into this game against a Jets team that barely pulled out a win against Pittsburgh last week after Pittsburgh had to bench uh, the MVP himself for Kenny Pickett, who I love Kenny Pickett. We'll talk about him later. I love Kenny Pickett. But um, and Miami's already got the better offensive weapons. It doesn't really matter who's behind center. I think Teddy's going to be able to – feed Waddle and Tyreek plenty um, against a struggling Jets defense. Um, I think it's just an overreaction of what happened last week with Miami, so I'm going to go with Miami minus three. I like that pick. Uh, the only thing that uh, that struggled with me, like you touched on a little bit, was 
they're on the uh, they're on the road first of all, and they're and they're they're on they're on the road and, and with a backup quarterback, and they're getting uh, and they have they have to cover. It's a little tough. Um, I I wanted to pull the trigger on that really bad because Bridgewater, like you said, is a very competent. We talked about this before. He's a very competent backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he fills a lot of the similar roles that he, uh, that Tua does in Miami. Uh, he's accurate and he has deep ball struggles, but McDaniel's is able to scheme for that uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I I don't know I don't know what it was about that game, but I, I just needed to stay away from it. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could could have taken it. I really can I couldn't pull the trigger. Not my fast four. I know what you mean. Something you uh, actually I I guess I can go for my my second. Uh, I'm, for my second pick for my fast four, I have Lions plus three and a half uh, against the Patriots. Um, Amon Ra should be playing this week. Uh, Detroit is the number one scoring offense in the league, and they're getting points. Um, I understand it's Bill Belichick, and he traditionally he's very good at taking people out, uh, the uh, best weapons out of the game. Uh, but three and a half against the number one offense in the league doesn't necessarily bode well. Uh, for uh, a Patriots bet, um, I like Detroit. I don't love this pick, uh, but I do like Detroit getting points as a very high-scoring offense. Um, they're still, regardless, I feel like they still put points on the board. Um, New England's not going to be able to do a whole lot on offense. Uh, Bailey Zappi has showed me close to nothing. Um, I think Detroit cover, uh, covers three and a half and can win outright. It's gonna be a big. Uh, it's gonna be a big run game for the Patriots, and who knows how they get it done. Um, I think Bailey Zappi could be could be good for this game, and uh, utilizing Jacoby Myers if he's good to go for this one. And uh, you know, Devontae Parker has looked more of himself as he was in Miami. So um, as of lately. I think I think he can sling the ball to them quite a bit and drive downfield for to keep this one at least a little close. Yeah, I uh, this one was going to be my honorable mention for this fast four, but I was going to be on the opposite side. I was going to take Patriots three and a half. Really, um, I. I'm kind of on the zappy train. I really liked what he did when he came in against Packers. Um, also, I'm not going to fade Belichick at home. Um, and while I do agree, yes, uh, Detroit has the highest scoring offense, they also have the worst rush defense, which is why I'm playing Damian Pierce this week. Or not Damian Pierce, Damian Harris. Um, and I just, I mean, like, honorable mention just because I couldn't really choose a side, but I would lean the Patriots, which is why I have my honorable mention. But I like, yeah, I it's going to be tough for them to stop a Detroit offense that's firing on all cylinders right now for the first time ever. It's clicking, or at least in my lifetime. So it's like I don't. I like your pick, but if I had to choose one, I would have leaned Patriots only, pretty much because I don't really feel like fading Belichick in Foxborough. Trust me, it felt really bad fading Belichick. I don't want to. You don't bet against Belichick, but I am making the mistake now. It's. I mean, Detroit's got a really good offense, and they're getting points. I, I, I just like that combination, personally. 
That's yeah, fair. And they've they've been um, all right without uh, Almanol last week too. They've held their own. So even if he is out, it's they're still going to be able to score. They can still they can pr- still produce. If New England's game plan is to take out Amon Ra, they can still produce without him. If I'm on a raw as a quiet game, they still score. Um, Okay, my next for the fast four. Um, I think Devin and I are going to be against each other on this one based on the podcast outline. I am taking the Ravens three and a half against Cincy on Sunday night primetime. Dude, why? Um, I think... I'm kind of just riding with Lamar and the boys on a bounce back this week. I totally um, disagree. I that Buffalo. I mean, that Baltimore defense scares me to death, and they're not good. I'm. This is this will be my see it to believe it game. If Baltimore fails fails me this week, I'm going to be probably on the same train as you. He gave up, but four I'm thinking fourth quarter touchdowns to Miami. I mean that doesn't happen. This this defense is not yeah. good. No, the defense scares me to death. But I don't. Sit. I think Burrow's still getting too much pressure in the pocket, even though he was able to do pretty well against Miami uh, last week. Um, again, this is more so like I don't I don't like this one. I really don't like this pick. But I don't want to. I per- this take... is my second favorite pick this week. I do. I have. Bengals. I know you're all over Cincy. I am. I'm over Cincy. I think I think Cincinnati wins this game um, outright, and they're getting points. I mean, listen to the listen to Burrow's line. A hundred fourteen point one QBR, a thousand one hundred twenty four yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions in just three games against Baltimore. Joey Burr has Baltimore Ravens number, and this defense hasn't improved from last year or the year prior. If anything, have gotten worse. I think Joe Burrow has a big game. I think T. Higgins has a big game. I think the boys eat on primetime. I uh, this is one of those games where I think the media is going to fall all. I I try to look at the headline for Monday morning. Monday morning, the Bengals are legit. Bengals are top four team in the league again, um, which they won't be able to be an overreaction type of, uh, type of headline for me. But I, I really do think that they they beat the Ravens handedly. Uh, I think they'll look good. I mean, he has out of my fast four now. Joe Burrow ha- has produced very well against Baltimore. Joey Burr has the Ravens number in my opinion. I have Baltimore plus three and a half on prime time. Man, can I yeah. sub this pick out now? I hate it. <laughs> Before before you do though, um, one thing to point out there with the Bengals receivers is that they have a great matchup with that very very bad secondary that Baltimore has. Uh, Baltimore ranks thirty second in the league uh, against receivers. Their defense is awful. Yeah, expect a expect a big game. Crossing my fingers for Jamar. Jamar Uh, and T. I have T, dude. Yeah, T is gonna produce too. Is he? I. Last time I checked, though, he's questionable. But they do have hope that he'll play because of he's been season. questionable every single game this year. Yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna have a really, really good game. One of those receivers, I hope, will. Yeah. So, um, yeah, switching subjects though to a probably really bad game too. 
Um, Texans plus seven against the Jags. Gross. I, <laughs> I, Gross. I, wow, dude. Yeah. Gross. I, I think that Houston, this is a divisional game. This is going to be AFC South. Yeah, you know, arguably the worst division in football right now. But Jags do. They own the West. Jaguars are nice, though, dude. They're they're hot, but I do feel Houston is kind of going to tone them down a little bit. They're gonna cut. They're gonna be able to cover it. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be close, especially due to it being a divisional game. I looked at that game heavily for this. I couldn't do it. They Long, always play each other close. Long neck could keep them in the game. Um, however, Trevor yeah, Lawrence is legit, knows, dude. He, I think so. Trevor Lawrence, this is kind of his, like, he, it's his prove-it year. I think he's pro- uh, pro- proven it so far this year. He had a bad game last week. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm big on I'm, I'm big on T-Law, too. but And I, I, I honestly do think the Jags are going to pull out a win, but I do think it's going to be close. Houston, Houston puts up a fight, even if they're dog shit every year. To Sterling's defense, um, I believe Houston's won the last nine against Jacksonville. Um, this isn't the same Jacksonville Houston's got squad, Jacksonville's though. number. This is not the same Jacksonville it's, squad, it's the, but they're coming it's off It's the of, same kind of reasoning with Texas and Oklahoma. I'm going to throw that, uh, throw that out there. They they blew bad. They blew a 14-0 lead against Philly, and Philly ran it up in the rain against them. So, I mean, I, I don't hate that. They're going into Houston. It's a divisional matchup. I I kind of agree with that. Jaguars held their own against possibly, the, actually most definitely, a top four team in the league right now. The Eagles are good. The Jaguars held their own, dude. They're they're legit. I, I, they held their own, but giving up a 14-0 lead and then losing by a couple scores I think this. Great. I think this is a trap game as well, though. Um, I looked at it quite a bit. I think Jaguars win, but I don't know if they cover seven, um, personally. I think this is one of those they win by, you know, four. Um, I like it. Take the home dog. Yeah, home dog. Yeah. Um, my last pick for the uh, for my fast four, uh, which is probably my favorite pick of the week, um, fading Carolina once again. I'm taking Niners minus six and a half. Uh, yep. It's it's probably it's close to uh, my Bengals pick. I think I like the Niners a little bit more uh, this week than I like uh, Bengals plus three and a half. Probably my favorite pick this week. Um, that Niners D uh, going against Baker Mayfield, yeah, that's not a good recipe for uh, Carolina being that able to be cover illegal. six and a half. That should be illegal. Um, they're, they're legit. They're, they're, I think they're a top five defense in the league. Um, that offense is sorry. It can't move the ball. Christian McCaffrey may be, may be able to pro- uh, produce, but, I mean, Fred Warner and the boys – have been have been looking scary. Um, they're really good. Baker hasn't clicked. Their defense is their defense is amazing. Yeah, Niners D's. Just so they'll, they'll, they'll rely heavy on that. Uh, Jimmy G is competent enough to still be able to get the ball to Debo like he did last year. Um, shit, they're better with with Jimmy Garoppolo than they are with Trey Lance. Um, I'd say expect a big game out of Jeff Wilson on that one. It'll be interesting. Only because I, I, I think the Niners cover six and a half pretty easy. I agree, and that that was going to be my last of my fast four. I love the Niners getting six and a half in Carolina. Um, we saw a the Cardinals last week um, beat them bad at home, and the Cardinals have not played well this season. And the Cardinals didn't play great that 
in that game either, but they still beat them by a touchdown and then some. I'm on the fade um, Carolina wave. And, yeah, like I said, I think Jeff Wilson has a big game. Kyler was scrambling all over there. I mean, he looks like a freaking elf running around out there, but he's the fastest quarterback probably in the league. I mean, yeah, dude's – Lamar's quick. Top two. He, Lamar is quick, but, I mean, Kyler's got those little legs. He can get moving. He's prancing. Point is – I think, yeah, I'm all over fade Carolina. Um, Baker hasn't proved anything other than they, that the Carolina front office made a bad trade for a dude who talked up a lot of hype and is not showing it. Yeah, um, Which is unfortunate. That's why I was I all of my last of my four. I, love, really, I do love Baker. It's terrible. It's tough. But he's playing terrible. Yeah. He hasn't played great yet. And Niners getting six and a half. Uh, also, random point with that, Niners have won seven straight in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> Anything to prove your point. Give me the Niners six and a half. Hell yeah. Easy. Random stats that make no sense and have no importance but are fun anyways. <laughs> hey, I did want to switch. Um, I know I was, like, trusting my gut on the Browns pick, but I I do like the Vikings more against the Bears. I, I was going to wonder if any of us were going to fade the I Bears. I was looking at that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of been my strategy so far this, week, this, this year in the NFL. It's not picking the teams you love. It's betting against the teams you hate. Oh, I hate the Browns too, but... I mean, the Vikings just... I feel comfortable putting that in either a parlay or a straight bet. The like, Bears... I feel a lot more comfortable. Stink. The Bears are abysmal. They stink, dude. I'd like to point out, I was watching um, NFL Fantasy on, on uh, the TV earlier, and... Adam Rank goes down as the number one dumbass on TV. Clown! Absolute clown. I watched that show for the first time for five minutes, and I hate that dude. What did he say? He said that the Bears are going to win, what did he say, by four against the Vikings? Yeah. Against against the Vikings this week? Yeah. In Minnesota. Clown. Uh, I don't know. Absolute clown. I'm sorry. I know my dad's going to listen to this later, and I love you, Dad. And I know you're a Bears fan, but the Bears are cheeks, and you know it as well as I do, and they're not going to win in Minnesota. Minnesota's going to beat them by a touchdown. Todd, I hope you're listening right now. I'm talking to you here. The Bears stink, and that is out of total respect. I love you, dude. They they can't do anything on offense. It's really it's I really they've read in that last part because Todd might come for you. It's out of respect. <laughs> I love you, man. They, they're terrible. They're bad. Sorry, Dad. I love you, but I'm sorry. All right, quick recap. NCAA, my fast four, Texas minus eight, Kansas plus seven, Utah minus three and a half, San Diego State minus 22 and a half. In the NFL, I have Bucks minus 10, Lions plus three and a half, Niners minus six and a half, Bengals plus three and a half in prime time. Beer, can you run through yours real quick? My college fast four, Kansas plus seven, UNC plus three and a half, the Air Force Falcons, Go Falcons. minus ten and a half. Kentucky minus six and a half. My NFL slate. Seattle plus five and a half. Miami minus three. Subbing out the Ravens. I'm going to take the Cardinals five and a half with Sterling. Ah. That's going to be my other fast four because the Ravens scared me. And then last, we're riding with the Niners minus six and a half. Sterling? Yeah. Um, I got uh, Cardinals covering plus five and a half. Uh, Texans covering plus seven. Vikings money line. That's at minus 360, so might want to parlay that. 
if you do. And then uh, Bengals spread. College, we're going to go Oklahoma plus 7.5. UCLA plus 3.5. Kentucky money line. And uh, for that toss-up I had between Boston College and Oregon State, I'm going to take Oregon State money line. Fantastic. There you go. We go. We'll see how we great, do. great picks, boys. Um, love it this week. Any fantasy advice moving into this weekend? We have a few minutes left. Ooh. Very. Uh, if you need a streaming option, I'd lean Bridgewater for quarterback. I really like him this week. Um, that's only if you're desperate and your QB one stinks. Your QB, you don't have a QB two, or uh, you're as de- desperate. I think he's a great streaming option. Um, I think also wouldn't hurt to look at Tyler Conklin. He's the Jets' tight end. I don't necessarily trust Zach Wilson yet, but I think Zach is going to hit him heavy against um, a Miami secondary that's really good, um, and they're just going to need him to step up because, I mean, we already know Jets don't have the wide receiver firepower. Um, So if you need a tight end this week, he might also be worth a look. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, I'm really liking Bengals receivers this week. Um, expect to have, hopefully, both of them to have a game. And uh, for Jamar to bounce back and finally be fantasy relevant for my sake. Um, last week, I questioned cooking up a trade just to get my team a little, little better with some good value with Jamar. But um, for you guys who have Jamar, stay, stay patient with them. He's going to break out soon. Um, I think a lot of guys should look out for um, some guys who have question marks, like Alvin Kamara. He could be due for a really good game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just keep looking at those question marks. And, uh, yeah, let's have a week. The only fantasy advice that I have for those gentlemen out there um, who have the unfortunate burden of having Kyle Pitts on your fantasy roster. I apologize. Um, I'm going through it with you. It's it's a tough day to be a Kyle Pitts owner. He's out. He doesn't even get to. He doesn't even get that one catch for 18 yards in the first drive, and then get to block for the rest of the three quarters. Um, it's a sad day. Um, can't even blame them for losing this week. I, I I would take a moment of silence for them, but I don't even care because Tampa's going to whoop their ass this week. Um, I like Romeo Dobbs. Uh, that's the only fantasy advice I have this week. I love Romeo Dobbs. Um, I have him starting in my flex position this week over um, Gabe Davis. I'm sitting him this week. I think Gabe probably has a solid game. He's going to probably bounce back. But Romeo Dobbs, I mean, he uh, has had a lot of options in the red zone. Um, he dropped a touchdown pass last week. Uh, I think he has a, a very decent week. Uh, shout out my boy Romeo Dobbs. I think he's really good um, and a good flex option. Also, George Pickens is a good option too, but uh, he's also on bench. I like Dobbs. Start trusting Deontay Johnson. Uh, Pickett feeds him. You love Pickett. Uh, you love Deontay Johnson. I think Pickett's going to start feeding him a lot. I know he likes George Pickett. George Pickett is probably better for the fantasy option because I know him and Pickett have a really good um, chemistry. I don't, know, I don't remember. They the have word. good chemistry. Chemistry, yes. 
they have a good chemistry, so look for Pickett's, um, Pickett's fantasy stock to go up, Pickens' fantasy stock to go up. And for those of us who were frustrated with Deontay Johnson's performance last week, a.k.a. me, um, I will hold out hope because I think Pickett's going to feed him well, and I have faith. More faith in him than I do in Trubisky. I like Deontay. I think Deontay is a very competent receiver. I feel bad for Chase Claypool, if anything. And he's good, man. But he's, he's a good he's a good receiver, dude. Ever. But he's he's going to be the third option very quickly. Uh, Pickens has way more mm-hmm. of a ceiling. Um, he's talented, and the only downside to him is that he's kind of an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. dude. That photo of him sitting in front of his TV is still one of my favorites. But he's ever. got he's got him. that dog in him, though. So he does got that dog in him. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all I got for two IG this week. You guys, you boys, have anything else? I think that covers it for me. I'm feeling good about our picks. Fantastic. I'm terrified. I'm not feeling good about any of them anymore. <laughs> I'm slightly terrified too, but I feel better about my college slate this week than I do my NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Bear. I, I don't feel great about my NFL NFL spread picks, but I, I do kind of like the. But then the, again, I felt better about my college last week, and I only got one of them. So I'm hoping for a better performance yeah, out knows. of all my teams this week. Um, I'm looking at the Falcons again. Dad, if you let me down, we're going to have issues. So tell the Falcons to get a rally going here. And smack Utah. Run that veer, baby. Just punch it down the gut. All right, boys. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll see you at the window. And if not, we'll be right back here uh, previewing Thursday night mat- uh, Thursday night football. Um, against probably the worst, the worst matchup <laughs> in the history of Thursday Night Football. If you thought this one was bad, it's going to get worse. But you know who loves a, a crappy matchup on Thursday Night Football? NFL betters and people who love to say stuff on Twitter. So I'll be here for people it. People love to run their mouths on a podcast oh, yeah. and play fantasy football. We'll be here. I'm here for you. We will be here. Three, two, one.